The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you want to know how I got these scars? I didn't listen to Gutting the Sacred Cow. Hey, everybody. How are you? Kevin Goatee here. Are you ready for a brand new episode? I'm pretty sure you are because this week we've got Ryan Haley from Funhouse coming on to tell us about probably the best Judd Apatow film out there, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Ha! <laughs> You thought I was going to say this is 40 or funny people. Well, you'd be wrong and sick in the goddamn head because those films stink. But Ryan's going to try and convince us to say 40-Year-Old Virgin is overrated. Before we get to it, guttingthesacredcow.com every single day for your blog articles. Guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to stop by and say hi or advertise with us. And you know what? Let's get right to it because Ryan spits fire in this latest edition where he comes after 40-Year-Old Virgin. Gather round, here's what I know It's just that this cow has got to go I know some people kinda like it, yeah, it's trending right now Yeah, that doesn't matter cause we're good in the sacred cow Well, it's certainly more enjoyable than my average day, reading philosophy, avoiding gang rape in the washrooms, though it's less of a problem these days. Maybe I'm losing my sex appeal. Kevin Israel, name that film. No idea. I, I pulled one out of my ass with, uh, with Wall Street, but no idea where that one's from. I feel like I did. Well, I got Wall Street, so now you're like, oh, I'm going on this motherfucker. <laughs> this one I, I thought would be a little off the beat, but I'll tell you, I'll give you one from the same film uh, that this is from. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Is that American Psycho? No. No. That is not. Ryan Haley's our guest. Ryan, take a care to adventure, I guess, what that is from. Shit. Oh. Uh, You want to give it another one, Kevin? No, I, you know, I, that second, that second quote, I know I should know, but it's, it's not. I know the same, uh, same with me. I'm going to go, uh, true romance or Pulp Fiction. Well, which one is it? God damn it. <laughs> uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. It is not Pulp Fiction. It is The Rock. Oh, fuck. That's right. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Carla was the prom queen. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, we are here. The first one I admit was very off the beaten path. I thought, ah, it's kind of Connery. That was Nick Cage saying that, right? No, it was Connery saying that when he was going through the tombs of the Alcatraz, the sewers. Oh, Alcatraz. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was a real, real hard one. I said, ah, the other one I think is a little easier, but whatever. We are back. Hope you're enjoying all these episodes. Hope you're enjoying Whiplash. Hope you've enjoyed Pirates of the Caribbean. Hope you've enjoyed Taken. Those are a few of our recent favorite ones. And hope you're enjoying everybody else out there. We got Ryan Haley. And the house safe from Wisecrack. Ryan, what's going on, pal? How you doing? How's it going, movie fans? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me, gutting the sacred cowians. You know it, baby. Ryan, we like to do credits and uh, plugs at the top of the show so people don't skip past it. What are you up to, pal? What are you working on? Where can we find you? Oh, shit. Well, I make my own stuff on the side of Ryan Shorts on YouTube. I make like comedy videos. Try to make one like once a week, but it's like probably like one every two weeks or so. And then Funhouse, you can see me on those videos. It's a comedy video game channel. And then, yeah, the podcast on Wisecrack. Show me the meaning in the squanch, a Rick and Morty one. That's a whole bunch of <laughs> random plugs I just gave you. But yeah, chew on that. Ryan, or at Ryan's Game Show on Twitter. Throw that one in there, too. <laughs> Consider it thrown. All right, thanks. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Our pleasure. Ryan has chosen a film, very beloved, financial success, I'll add, too. 
And that is arguably Judd Apatow's best film. I have to say that with, you know, a little bit of inflection to throw everybody off the scent. And that is, of course, funny people. No, just kidding. It is. <laughs> oh, God. Four- <laughs> Curveball caught you strike three. And that is 40-year-old virgin. 2005, $26 million budget, a box office haul of $177 million. Wow. Uh-uh. But there's more. In 2021 money, $35.5 million budget, $242.2 million. Take that to the bank. No, it's you can take that to the bank. The blood bank, Senator. Jesus. Fucking hard to kill doesn't get old. I'm sorry. That line doesn't get old. I'm sorry. IMDB is a scale one through 10 with decimal points. We go to our guest first in this category. Ryan Haley, what do you think the 40-year-old virgin scored on the old IMDB? One through 10 with decimal points. And this is taking this is what I think popular perception is. It's a whole kitten caboodle, my friend. All right, I'm gonna. I, they, they probably have it at like a eight point five or something, something high. Kevin Israel, on IMDb, I'm gonna go seven six. Seven one. Ah. Oh, all right, not as blood as I thought. Rotten Tomatoes is a one through one hundred scale. Kevin Israel, critics, Rotten Tomato scores, hit me with the hyena. Seventy seventy percent. Ryan. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 78%. 85. Wow. Damn it. That was my first. Very surprising. Got to go with your gut, Ryan. You know the rules. Ryan Haley, let's see a little redemption. What did the audience give Rotten Tomatoes? I'm sorry. Rotten Tomatoes. What did they give the 40-year-old version? On Rotten Tomatoes? um, Shit. If 85 is what critics say, I think, God. I can go. I can really go either way here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 81 because I think more people maybe think like me. Kevin Israel. It's. I think it's gonna be higher than the critics. So 87. 84. Okay. Well, I was right direction. Ryan and I were flirting around it. We were. We were all around it. You guys were trying to. You know, couldn't put it in. You were fingering it for a while, but just couldn't put it in yeah, to close the we deal. Were fingering it. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> London Bridge is falling down, <laughs> falling down. Quotes. There are a lot of obvious ones here, and I'm going to get a, some of those. And I'm going to get. I never. I'll tell you what. After rewatching as early as 35 minutes ago, there are a lot of off the beaten path quotes that are. Oh yeah, there are. Great. <laughs> uh, feels like a bag of sand when talking about her tits. <laughs> That's a good one. It's not all about butthole pleasures. Hey, I brought a big box of porn. I thought the bag of sand was about her vagina. Nope. That was about her tits. Yeah, it was about her tits. I missed that. She's hurting for a squirting. She's a hoe. Faux show. show. My grandmother looks like Jack Palance. Will she she send you a check in the mail for $12? Oh, did you have a daiquiri tonight? Yeah, it tastes like it. (laughs) Kevin Israel? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's tons of obvious ones, but one of my favorite, and I actually, I do genuinely use this, uh, day to day is aim high Willis. (laughs) (laughs) Any others? I mean, there's, there's a ton. I'm not going to go through all of the, uh, the, the, uh, the older Indian gentleman, literally everything he says is quotable, right? (laughs) Pussy juice cocktail. (laughs) Hey, Will and Grace breaks over. (laughs) Hey, Ryan, how about you, pal? Any quotes jump out at you? Let me see my thing here. You know, uh, we're going to go over this, but not really, man. Um, The the, the quotes that Jane Lynch is my favorite part of the movie. So I guess anything Jane Lynch is saying, her whole Guatemalan um, side is pretty great. And then uh, uh, the song for us, Ryan. (laughs) <laughs> I could never. Um, and then, and then Paul Rudd's probably a runner up for you know. Anytime he's on screen, he's he's you know he's making me laugh. But in terms of direct quotes, I don't really have many. Okay, fair like enough. Remember, that's fine. Yeah. Don't waste our time. Don't waste the listener's yeah, time. I like to cut go. your. I like to cut your jib. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Universal, I, I, let's make a guessing game out of this. And I think if you really 
think about who did the film, you might be able to figure this out. Who did Universal say absolutely not to the lead role as Andy for this film? Think about who directed it, and you might be able to figure out who it may be. Adam Sandler? Nope. Kevin Israel? Well, Adam Sandler was a good guess. It was a good guess. I don't know. I'm blanking on the guy's name, but he wouldn't be him, the guy from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, I don't know. No idea. Jason Siegel. Oh, so it was. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have. I don't. Yeah. Now, the, uh, this Steve Carell was better casting. Definitely. And Apatel, oh, yeah. Apatel told Siegel to write his own material to showcase himself in a better light, that this would be, be that would be a better way to go. And he did. Number two, Steve Carell lost 30 pounds for the role. But Universal almost shut down production for two straight days because they told Paul Rudd to gain weight. But he, apparently he gained too much weight. So he fasted for 48 hours. <laughs> why do I would love to know what the lot like? Why does it matter how fat or not Paul Rudd was? Like, how did that affect anything? Actually, it's a fair answer, and they and they and they did outline it is because comedies are better with schlubby looking dudes, not cut motherfuckers, you know? Yeah, but like, he's they so they said he got too fat though. Too fat. Weird. Apatow shot. How many feet do you think of, of film did he shoot for this film? Want to take a guess on this? I, I've I've heard this back in the day. It was over a million, I want to say. Uh, a million. You're right. It is a million. It is a million. Okay. Which is usually a third of what Judd Apatow does, and he keeps most of it in his fucking movies. <laughs> that's part of that's part of my, that's one of my grimes. The you know how I know you're gay scene completely improvised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What can I tack? Can yeah, I tack may- on a can I tack on a fact to that? Because I, I just would- looked it up. I would love for you to tack on a fact. Unless this is so the so Paul Rudd is wearing a shirt with a picture of Paul Rudd on it in that scene. And I was like, is that actually him? And so it turns out that the person who makes the uh, the IDs for the set just randomly decided to make him a T-shirt and like threw it in his trailer. And he saw that in that day. He was like, I'm going to wear this for this shoot. And they were like, yeah, keep it on. It's funny. <laughs> I thought it was a picture of Jason Lee from Mallrats on his shirt. That's what it looked like to me, but that's pretty yeah. – that is a hell of a fun fact. But I'll still give you a fun fact because I wrote five down. Of course, no, please. Leslie Mann came up with the idea of throwing up in Steve Carell's face. Funny, Leslie Mann, I've wanted to throw up in your husband's face for having the audacity to make two-and-a-half-hour fucking long comedies. <laughs> Thank you. Kevin Israel, I think Ryan Haley is is priming. The pump is primed. Actually, I'm sorry. I take that back. We forgot to do our segment. And that is, of course, the new one on Gutting the Sacred Cow. Ask a gutter. So, Ryan Haley, we have our listeners write us questions that they want to ask our guests. And what I'm doing right now is I'm vamping for time to pull up my Twitter page so I can find Ask a Gutter. Rod, see, it is Lord Snurts again who writes, Why does everyone overact when typing or playing video games? Even in my younger button mashing days, I didn't display that much movement when playing a video game. Same goes for typing in school in my career. So, Ryan, why does everyone overact when typing or playing video games? That's a great question. I've, I've, I've run into this before. You, it doesn't read as well if you're actually just doing it like you would normally do. It, it, it definitely looks better just visually and especially goes to be- sound effects better. You know, that the classic. Yeah. It just is a more thematic, you know, like, all right, we're going here. We're, we're you know, you got like cool crane shots over a keyboard and stuff. But yeah, if you were actually just hunting and pecking like your normal, uh, at least my normal method, it would not look very cinematic. I think that's the, one of the, I think that's the reason. Kev, wasn't that one of your, that doesn't happen? Boy, oh, Kevin, this is how you know we've been <laughs> fucking for too long. Ryan, our segment we do one of our, on our blogs every day and Gutting the Sacred Cow, our Monday segment is called That Doesn't Happen, where we pull things from movies out that are commonplace, that the writers in the film try and make as commonplace, but in real life, they don't happen. My biggest one is people who mash buttons in video games or when they're driving, they jerk the wheel every three fucking seconds. No, yeah. that doesn't happen. Kevin Israel is my favorite one. I'm sure he would agree, too. 
is whenever you he, whenever someone gets into a strange car, they go pull the sun visor down and up oh, there it is, a spare set of keys, and they start the car. That doesn't happen. So Ever. yes, that was one of my favorite that doesn't happens in movie history is the button mashing in video games or typing. So And that's a plug for our blogs. Goddamn right. See how this is all so seamless? Organic. Oh, <laughs> as my father with his Indiana accent would say, organic. So <laughs> Ryan Haley, I think it's time to let you do what I think you're going to do a hell of a job doing. That, Kevin Israel, of course, is Guts, Guts the, the Sacred Cow. cow. All right. Is this the time where I got this movie? Yeah, yes, go for sir. it. Okay. So um, we had 40-year-old virgin. Let's see here. Getting my notes up. So you kind of touched on a couple of my big gripes with this movie in your uh, in in your trivia section, actually. All right. So I'm just going to go uh, uh, number one. No particular order. In, this was the dawn of what I have a kind of a slight disdain for, and that is improv-based comedy filmmaking. Okay, <laughs> it's. You can just, and here's my problem with it. It's not necessarily the concept. You can improvise, you know, your line to get a cool, casual feel of it. But it's just that maybe it's just these guys and their skills, because they are all very funny people individually. But I just can feel them improving all these scenes that are improvised, right? And it doesn't feel like, oh, these are just, this is just loose guys hanging out. It feels like Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd and them making a movie and then just, them rolling a camera for an hour, them saying that every stupid thing that comes to their head and then them picking the the five best ones, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, how can I tell your gay scene is a prime example. Like the, the whole entire waxing scene, which is probably the most iconic part of this movie that was all improvised and stuff. And he's just yelling stupid words like Kelly Clarkson. And to me, this is just, uh, uh, you know, and some people like this style, right? It made a hundred bazillion dollars. Who am I to say? Fuck me. But like the, uh, uh, it take completely takes me out of the story. And then when you, when you have Judd Apatow's like, like movie, he releases like a month after he releases his movies where he's like, Oh, Hey, this is a, this is the same movie, but with like two hours of extra footage or something. I'm just like, to me, that is a sign of a bat of, of a, not a well horned in uh, filmmaker. That is just like, too uh, indulgent right because you're just kind of like you're sitting there rolling what you said kevin a million fucking feet of film yep when your average person needs a third of that and it's just so he can kind of get these little diamonds in the rough of the improv um, improvisation but like i said it i can always tell whenever they've just rolled the camera and when that's a part of it so to me it's like lazy it feels lazy and every once in a while you get a good line and you know some of them you probably said that were improvised but the it, it takes it out of the thing for me, which to me, which um, improv based filming, like obviously the best is like Spinal Tap or something where I but I guess I just believe those guys. I believe, you know, um, Christopher Guest is that character, whereas uh, uh, I get taken out of it in this kind of a, a, a thing. Um, and so it brings me to the to the, the the title. I love the title of this movie. It has every it's just the story in the movie title. And it's funny. The 40 year old virgin. I want to see a movie that's based on that title. Um, and you can tell that they're kind of trying to be more true to life to it. But yeah, it, it still just feels like a Hollywood version of a bunch of famous comedians just kind of saying dumb shit, really immature, stupid shit, which I'll get to soon. Um, and it doesn't work for me at all. Uh, then, yeah. So also, let's see here. Uh, um, yeah, like, and then, like I said, uh, talking about the title of the film, I would love to see an actual real movie about an actual 40-year-old incel, you know, that is, <laughs> that you know, because to me that's an interesting concept for a film. And it's nothing, I, I don't, by Steve Carell in this role, even though he gets lauded for it and stuff. He's funny in his own weird dorky way, but I don't believe that real true four-year-old virgins are actually like 
what we see in this movie. It's way more sadder and depressing, I think. And I mean, obviously, who wants to watch that movie? You know, maybe I think you could still make a comedy spin on it. But uh, but yeah, that's just that's lower on my like 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 realism and naturalism in my in movies isn't like something I really give a shit about. But I will say, just since this whole concept of the podcast is shitting on movies, I will throw that in there. Um, Mm, I don't believe Steve Carell is a four-year-old virgin. Also, um, yeah, he would never end up with Catherine Keener either. Are you shitting me? You know, she's <laughs> smoking hot and stuff like like that person doesn't exist who will you know go on whatever it was 30, 20 dates uh, with this with this weird dude. Um, so the Boulder movie would the real to life version would be Steve Carell at the end of the movie as an 80 year old man still alone in his apartment, but he's happy and content and has le- learned to live his life. <laughs> having never had sex um and he's uh, got a permanent boner yeah he has a permanent <laughs> boner right um and then he okay and then he, he here's where uh this is probably the one of the biggest gripes that i know you guys agree with so we're all on the same page with too fucking long judd apatow are you shitting me two and a half hours for this thing this was an easy breezy concept for a movie just get in and out let's have fun at the movies but you made it you have to make every one of your like relatable concepts into this like homer's odyssey-esque epic two and a half hour long movie that doesn't need to be the most egregious example you mentioned at the beginning this is 40 which makes me want to literally take my eyeballs out with like an ice cream scooper i hate that movie more than anything but Unfortunately, unfortunately, I couldn't break it apart on this podcast because no one likes that movie. Bingo. Everyone supposedly likes 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, so, yeah, Judd Apatow, he's too powerful. He needs an editor or a script editor. He needs somebody on in his circle to tell him, Judd, cut an hour out of this. Because you said that this was probably his best movie or most well-received and stuff. And I would say, as a director, maybe, but... Because I, I love Judd Apatow, Judd Apatow as a creative person. I love Celtic Pride and Heavyweights. Those two early movies of his are awesome and Freaks and Geeks. So it's not like I just hate on everything that he makes. But as a director, um, this coming out of the gate and this and really uh, uh, to me, this movie is like a symbol of the tide turning in Hollywood for Hollywood comedies. This was kind of the big coming out party for Seth Rogen and, and all these guys. And then obviously they made get knocked up right after this. And yeah, it's kind of more the same. It's this improv based, you know, immature dude, slubby dudes, all just kind of saying dick jokes at each other in various ways and forms. And that's some people's thing. And I and honestly, it's my thing. Okay. It's like, not like I like dick jokes i'm not gonna be i'm not sitting here a, a, a person above dick jokes it's fucking but, you're right you're not neither are we yeah yeah good good that's fine <laughs> you know but that does bring me into here my next little uh things here at the end of my uh stuff and that is you know there's lots of just what especially rewatching this now so long after it came out like t- so much of the comedy did feel really like what's the word um, look, I'm not somebody who ever complains about political correctness in comedy either, right? But it's like, if you're going to make the jokes, these super, you know, quasi edgy jokes, it's like land every once in a while. All of these ones that, that are in this movie were so kind of like, oh, we're just making this forced, lazy, you know, joke because it's, you're not supposed to say this. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. that's basically how I took it now. Uh, uh, you know, like Steve, like Steve Carell's Chinese accent, the, the, how, uh, I, how, how I know you're gay scene, R words, N words, all the words, you know what I mean? And it's totally, uh, I, I would love to hear Judd Apatow's take on that stuff now in this movie. Cause honestly, I kind of forgot how much there is of it stuff that you totally wouldn't get uh, a pass for in a movie these days. Fuck Judd Apatow. I want to hear Seth Rogen walk this back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, for real, especially after he's all high and mighty on every other topic he, on Earth. He's you know? become such an insufferable fucking blowhard. You should make him strap him down to a chair like Marathon Man and make him watch us over and over and over and see exactly. how much, see if he were like Marathon Man. Like that? And most, exactly. And most importantly, it's just that to me, they're not funny. It's like, it'd be one thing if it's like, all right, that landed. You know, to me, like the Tropic Thunder uh, uh, blackface stuff is still holds up and is like hilarious, right? Like, even though you obviously could not never make that 
shit today. Um, it still, I think, is making a, a funny point while it's also telling a obviously obscene and absurd, you know, and vulgar and whatever shocking joke. Um, but yeah, all these in this movie, it was just kind of like that was sprinkled throughout and and taken all as a sum of its parts. You know, I just yeah, I'm not laughing at the improv. I'm not laughing at uh, uh, the forty year old uh, virgin. Uh, uh, performances all the the stupid you know age stale anti-pc humor just doesn't work in the movie so all it's fucking way too long you gotta piss for like an hour the, the last hour of it it sucks um and then it wraps up in this really stupid hollywood uh bow and then the worst part of it all it's called the four-year-old virgin and you don't even really get to see them have sex at the end okay it has that stupid cutting the black like two minutes later and it's like then they're done it's like, are you kidding me? I wanted to see the full-on sex scene at the end of four-year-old a movie called Four. You wanted it to break to porn? Yeah, I wanted it to. I want there to be a full-on climax at the end of this movie. You've pumped me up for two and a half hours for him to to literally lose his virginity. That is supposed. Uh, so to be you wanted movie. to see his O face? You, you I wanted to see. Do you know what we got instead? We got the goddamn Tony Soprano final scene of Sopranos. That's what we got. Oh yeah, fuck that. So I Kevin doesn't like musical numbers, so he was really <laughs> offended by the end of it. <laughs> All those taken uh, at once. Stupid movie uh, that, um, and this is from a Judd Apatow apologist usually. I think it's definitely overrated, definitely too long, and fuck the improv stuff. And we're still suffering from it to this day because those guys have been on top of the comedy gang for 20 years. We need new blood. All right. Wait, hold on. Before I ask your score, you're a set, you say you're a Judd Apatow apologist. I yeah. want the film. I want the films of Apatows that you like. Well, I, I kind of just said the, the heavyweights and insulted pride. Even though he just wrote those movies, to me are a plus awesome movies. And then Freaks and Geeks, which he directed. You know, I guess it's TV, not movies. I'm right there. But his directed movies, dude. I don't think I like any of them. Like, like in terms of like where I'm going to say, man, I really like that. You know, there's parts of it. I, of these movies that I like, you know, even this one, there's parts of it, you know, I don't hate, but it's like, it's like, take it. I'm not going to sit there for two and a half hours to ever rewatch this ever again. Um, but yeah, funny people kind of same thing. This is 40. I despise with the passion. Uh, the King of Staten Island, I thought was a miss. Same with train wreck. So no, his directed movies are okay. all pretty big misses for me. Yeah, knocked, knocked up, up I guess. Knocked, I guess knocked, knocked up. That's knocked up's best. overrated. That's very overrated. It's, it's yeah, and it's overrated. fine. It's fine. Do we get them all? Was 40, was 50-50 his too or no? No, that was the guy who did like the whackness and stuff. Okay. Uh, I didn't, and I've never seen Celtic Pride, nor have I seen Heavyweights. Those are two that were off the radar. So. You got to see Celtic Pride for being up in New England and stuff. I, I'm not. I'm in Jersey. Celtic Pride when they kidnap oh, the guy? Yeah, hold on. Oh. Hold on. Let's put a point. We're not in New England. We're in Jersey. We fucking I'm sorry. In my mind, I'm from Tennessee. New Jersey's New England. Let no. Alone. Not God, even. no. No. Jesus. Okay. Whatever. No, we, the Jesus. North we hate, we, we hate those ass clowns and their shitty dialect and, sport, and sports teams and their fans. <laughs> their fans are garbage. Sorry, Boston fans. You're all garbage fans but uh okay so uh ryan give me a number one to ten how what you would rate 40 year old virgin i'm gonna give it a five five kevin israel these hey, notes are, go ahead sorry go ahead before you do that can you make a video compilation someday of when you ask that question because i think almost every guest does the lean back and think everyone goes <sighs> I think I think you could literally make like a like a rolling video of every guest doing the lean back. It's like I'm asking you, what can you afford to put down in, on a house? Like, oh, boy. Uh, you're killing me. You're killing me here. Fifteen percent's a lot right now. <laughs> These notes brought to you, of course, by and I see Kevin. You're wearing the same one. The gutting the sacred cow merch shop. That's right, guttingthesacredcow.com. Go stop by, grab a shirt, grab a hoodie, grab a hat, grab a cell phone holder, grab a tote bag, grab a fucking coffee mug, and remember coffee is for closers as kevin israel likes to say grab all that at guttingthesacredcow.com do not forget subscribe to us on youtube check us out there if you're not watching it here out oh, there he's got the mug too beautiful vanna white impression i love it not as good of tits though as she has yeah. and of course don't forget if you want to advertise on this fine podcast guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com notes 
I don't care how many fucking times I've seen it. The morning boner pee gag always works with this KG you're looking at now. Me, myself, and Irene was on last night. Watched it again. Laughed my balls off. Morning boner pee gag and 40-year-old virgin always gets a smile out of me. Welcome to Seth Rogen's only movie where he's not playing an awkward Jew and shoving it down your fucking throats. Embrace this moment. This is the only one we have. And by the way, he's great in this role. I put him above anyone else in this film as the funniest character. Uh, I love the beautician and the beast. That is a great deep cut reference. <laughs> Bravo. Uh, I think this is, this was a refreshing breath of fresh air to watch a comedy. That's not ballless in this PC age, but of course, film before PC times. After working a shift at any of my former jobs, the last place I want to play cards with my friends is in my fucking office. Why? You have to disable disable alarms and security cameras. And for what is the reward of doing that? That doesn't happen. That's a good, that's a great one. I don't, I, and I don't, there was no, there, you're right. There was no purpose behind it. They could have just gone to anybody's apartment and played cards. Nothing happened in the store that was relevant. There was no, there was no, nothing. The plot didn't move forward because they were in the store. Solid point, KG. Thank you, sir. The one thing they could have done, and they did this in other scenes, put porno on in the 25 <laughs> TV rooms while playing cards. That would have made it worth the payoff, but no. And here I am on the sidelines, not in Hollywood. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, K- Cameo's word up is a fantastic choice for karaoke. I'll fight any of you fuckers who disagree with me. There's always one guy in the group of friends who laments about the one who got away every time he gets shit-faced. Isn't that true? Oh. I love the backup dancer that a hat that Leslie Mann wore that always insinuated A, alcoholic, and B, she'll fuck you in the back of her car, a club bathroom, or the 50-yard line of her high school football field. Bonus points so that she drove a PT Cruiser. <laughs> the, uh, speaking of... The alcohol machine jump starter is fucking hilarious. That was a brilliant, brilliant scene. I love that. If you don't know the joys of breaking long fluorescent light bulbs over coworkers while on the job, you truly are missing out. I have done it. And boy, nothing like recreating your own revenge. I'm sorry. Return of the Jedi scene with coworkers fighting with fluorescent light bulbs. (laughs) Did it many times while working at Staples when I was 21. Great, great time. The waxing scene still cracks me up. Also all improv. The family health center scene where they're all in the room and they're talking about, oh, it's cool to be a virgin. Not needed. Cuts. Seth Seth Rogen spewing truth when saying, hey, I'm ugly as fuck. He's right. His teeth remind me of a young Boston Terrier pup. Not good looking guy. Annoys me. I also love that they gave him. Blatantly fake tattoos in this oh movie. Oh my god! All, the <laughs> sleeves everywhere. Yeah. It's just so bad. And again, and other, his other movies were reminds you, where he reminds you nonstop he's Jewish. He couldn't have those tattoos, right, Kevin? Yeah. I've pissed in public hundreds of times. You know what I haven't done? Pissed next to three buddies less than an arm length away. That doesn't happen. Isn't Elizabeth Banks great in this before she became a blowhard who called everyone sexist because no one saw her Charlie's Angels reboot? Hey, Elizabeth, people aren't sexist. No one gives a fuck about a Charlie's Angels reboot. They did it twice already. It's done. I completely forgot that there was a Charlie's Angels reboot. So did. So did. Who was in it? Who was in it? Oh, you ready? This is probably the first problem. Kristen Stewart was the lead angel. I don't remember anything about this movie. Came out like two years ago and it bombed. That recently? Yeah. Bombed gloriously. No desire. Thank you. And they're not even like, the whole idea is to have hot chicks like the 70s show. And even, I'm not a Cameron Diaz guy, but okay. And Drew Barrymore at the time. All right. And Lucy Lucy. But these three were just like, eh. You know, if you saw them at the mall, like, oh, they're cute. Can't sexualize women, Kevin. It's just not right. Well, here we are. Boner Jams 03. That's great. I have my porn labeled. I burned onto DVDs, as I mentioned before on this very podcast. Nothing but porn one, nothing but porn two, and nothing but porn three. So we're on the same level there, Steve Carell and, uh, and uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, you fellas ever share porn in your dealings with buddies? Anyone? Porn sharers? Library of Congress? Anybody? 
Yeah, we 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 had a a, a whole server at this co-op I used to live at where you know anybody at the, uh, from any room could could uh, yeah just dump into the folder or take from the folder what you wanted. So yeah, it was a nice big terabytes full of it. Lucky Share you. I had to I had to give <laughs> I had to give like blank video cassette envelopes or put it in films that I own to borrow or smuggle film films back and forth to school. We're a little older than you are. So those are our days of sharing porn, right, Kevin? <laughs> so we in college we had one of my buddies got a black box, which if you're not of our age you don't know, but a black box allowed you to have all cable channels for free. It was like an illegal scrambler. And uh, we got the Spice Channel, which was yes. the porn channel. And, oh, yeah. and when we first got it, the Spice Channel did not show penetration. So it was a very awkwardly edited porn that would always cut away when they went to the penetration. And one day I stopped by. It was one like sort of like a quasi fraternity house. And I stopped by and nobody was home. And I turned on the Spice Channel and it, something must have happened. And they switched to penetration. And I skipped all my classes that day. And when my <laughs> buddies came home, they were like, are you don't you have class and i was like they're, they're showing penetration and money shots <laughs> I, they're like how long have you been watching this i was like i don't know five six hours <laughs> bags under your eyes hand cramps i was like it might stop this might be an accident i need to take it all in <laughs> and or you could have said you know i'm just a big fan of enya and it's one big enya sound mix when watching the spice channel <laughs> well so the other thing we learned was you brought it up. So the Spice Channel from uh, from seven in the morning to like eight at night did just have this weird techno track playing over all the sounds. So with, when you picked up the scrambled version, you couldn't hear you know people groaning and grunting. And then at like seven o'clock, the sound turned back on. But they always played the same like nine songs. And one day I was in a class and I, I didn't even realize I must, we must have been like taking a test or something. And I was humming one of the songs and I stopped and I happened to look over and when some guy looked at me and went. <laughs> <laughs> That's brothers in arms. Oh. You're like you're like Eskimo brothers without fucking check. It's amazing. It's great. Uh, I've done speed dating. I'm sure you too have as well, Kevin Israel. And there is no one above a four at the speed dating events I was at. Mindy Kaling would have been a nine at those speed dating events. So that speed dating there in that film, that wasn't represented. I never did this. I never did speed. I did every other form of dating proxies, but I never did speed dating. Yeah. I also, sped, no, I. I also sped right the fuck out of like Roadrunner and that thing was done. I go, oh, <laughs> We've said it before, when they're playing Mortal Kombat, the button mashing is pure horseshit. Seth Rogen plays Mortal Kombat like a four-year-old banging on piano keys. I did, oh, yeah, like, that- actu- I did like seeing an actual video. Like, a lot of movies just make up a video game. Right. I guess they can't get the license rights or whatever. I like seeing an actual game that you could be like, oh, I've done that in that game before. Yep. Then you know how I know you're gay. I don't give a shit if it's not in vogue. It's still fucking funny. You know what's even funnier? Go YouTube the extended cut. Yeah. They really go off on it. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. You know what? You know how I know you're gay. You're quoting lines about a movie being gay. That's in the extended cut. It's funny. You know how socialism will never work. The scene where they're eating hibachi and, and they sing happy birthday to him. Here's why socialism, in my opinion, will never work. I'm going to tie it all together. How angry do you get when you have to end up sharing a hibachi table with strangers? That's why socialism will never work. I don't want to share my table with other people. And you must never go to hibachi. I do go to hibachi. I went to one like a couple weeks ago. I go, no one better fucking sit here. God damn it anyway. And of course, you have to wait 20 minutes before they sit someone else there. Like, yeah. Him putting on a condom gave me PTSD when I was uh, trying for this for the first time. It took a few tries to get that, uh, to figure that one out right. And my, the funny, when the guy two lockers down from him in high school had like the, the Trojan box ripped open and taped the instructions on how to do it in his locker. So I kind of sneak a look like that. Oh, okay. One of my buddies in high school gave me a couple condoms and I was like, I'm, I don't have anybody to use this with i don't know he's like no you need to practice so when the opportunity arises smart you know what to do and i did and i and when the opportunity did arise i i I felt like i was prepared for the test i was like i studied i know what to do (laughs) the problem arise you hacky (laughs) motherfucker you 
Shame on you. The smell of condom won't leave your hands for an hour, right? No matter how hard you scrub like a surgeon about to go into a fucking procedure. He had on at least eight condoms he tried to put on and failed. He had better sleep with a plastic bag wrapped around his hand so he does not stink his sheets up. That smell is ugh. And an hour and 20 in, I go, yep, time to start landing this plane. I press display. Nope. Another 50 minutes left. Joy. Fuck. Greatest American hero theme never misses. I don't give a shit what the scenario is, Kevin Israel. <laughs> Such That's a great a- song. Goddamn right. <laughs> Miscasting here on, on the uh, casting director's part. Catherine Keener did a great job. Kat Dennings did a great job. Catherine Keener has an A or a B cup at best. Kat Dennings has double D cups. Doesn't add it's up. on the father's side. I see. The whole contrived Andy getting angry and storming off is superfluous horseshit. Cut it. Apatow hates editing more than Quentin Tarantino hates actresses wearing shoes. <laughs> Checks out. And then we have to suffer through Andy chasing her again after she finds porn. This is the longest 40 minutes to slog through. Cut it. Two hours and two minutes in, he finally lets on that he's a virgin. Go fuck yourself, Judd Apatow. Uh, hey, Judd, the age of Aquarius, that'd be a great musical number. You know who told him that was funny? Nobody. This film is hilarious, the first half. And just like Full Metal Jacket, I shut it off after the first half. The first half is classic comedy. The second half is Police Academy 6 level awful. I give the first half an 8 and a second half a 4 for an average score of 11. For those of you who can't do math, I'm making a joke. Just kidding. This film is, this film is a 6. A right. 6. Close Maybe. Maybe a six and a half at best. And you talk about a mountain of wasted opportunity because of one egomaniac's inability to cut fucking shit. We don't need a million feet of fucking film shot, Judd Apatow. We're not jumping off like kids jumping into a a pit, a ball of pits, whatever, pit ball, whatever, like a McDonald's. No, we don't need some kind of fluffer to jump into. Appreciate it. Cut, cut. Cut. No comedy should be more than an hour 45 at the worst. Ooh. Six. Ah, fuck it. Six. There you go. Final score. Kevin Israel, floor is yours. I love the first two thirds of this movie. Right. And literally everything Kevin just said, you pretty much took everything I had to say. <laughs> uh, literally, like, like verbatim. Um, this, this movie is, there's the, big, the first two thirds of this movie have some of the, for me, some of my favorite comedy scenes of movies and definitely of movies made in the last 20 years. This is peak for all of these actors. All of these actors peaked in this movie and then they've all been just trying to catch that lightning and all other part. I mean, other than maybe uh, Paul Rudd, who's gone on to do fucking huge other things, obviously in the Marvel universe and whatnot. But uh, Seth Rogen, this was this was Seth Rogen before that obnoxious stoner laugh that he does in every fucking movie. And that's actually his laugh. And at least when he's acting, he shouldn't do that laugh because it's incredibly annoying. He did it one time in this because I caught it. Did he? He's on Stern all the time. And I fucking hate that, too. He did it once. I go, oh, here we go again. And I didn't hear it again. I go, oh, oh that's funny. I didn't, I, didn't pick up, I didn't pick up on it at all. Good catch. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, for the everyone, Jane Lynch, I mean, Jane Lynch was this exact same character in uh, Role Models. Like, that was the next movie I saw her in. And I was like, oh, she's basically the same, same person. And then she's kind of been that same person throughout her entire career. But she was great in this. Everybody was great in this. Even the cameo with Jonah Hill was funny. I, I mean, my, the, by the way, this movie has one of my favorite, has probably one, my favorite comedy scene in a movie. And it's with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's yes. cameo in this, that entire scene, I actually just watch that once like once a month just because I think it's funny. When he goes, when he goes, you're all getting capped. Clap. <laughs> Clap. <laughs> and then he, and Aim High Willis is fucking hysterical to me. And another fun fact, he was supposed to say Aim High Arnold because it was a different strokes reference. And he got so worked up he forgot the name he was supposed to say. So he just said Willis. And Apatow thought that was funnier because it was just, it didn't even make sense. 
But the, I, fucking awesome first two thirds of the movie. Right. The, the, the final act of this movie, first of all, it doesn't make any sense. The whole idea that she would freak out when she found his porn and be like, are you going to kill me? Like that was such a dramatic switch from she loves him to she finds porn to she thinks. And then the whole thing with the Mentos, she's like, what's this? a date rape drug or whatever. And it's like, what, where did that all come from? The whole character switch made Mm -hmm. absolutely no sense at how she suddenly thinks that he's like a serial killer. Everything, everything past the moment where like, like have said from the fight on just the movie falls apart. And then they try to, it kind of tries to redeem itself with the scene where he goes into the girl's apartment and he's about to have sex with her. And that could have been a much funnier scene, Mm -hmm. but for some reason they just didn't make it. It just, it just never really ended up being funny. And, and I'll go to another one of Kevin goatees. That doesn't happen. That apartment she lives in is gigantic. It has a giant bed. It had the bedroom is twice the size of my bedroom. The bathroom has a whirlpool bath in it, and she works in a Barnes and Noble. How the hell is she affording that giant apartment on a Barnes and Noble salary? That that doesn't happen. <laughs> Excellent call. Good point. But the but yeah, it just it just drags on and on, and then ends with and I Ryan, I think you it's a great point. It would have been it would definitely would have been funny if it was just almost an abrupt ending and it just said, you know, like 40 years later and you see him in old age home and he's still got a boner and but he's like smiling or something like that would have been that would have been like a like an like an eerie, satisfying ending. This ending was ridiculous. And I also agree, Ryan, that at first I was a little creeped out by you that you wanted to see the sex scene. But now that now that I think of it, the fact that it was such a build up seeing him like just like explode or something or like. (laughs) something some kind of massive payoff this this movie basically was like a giant build up to an orgasm that never happened this movie yeah. was a was a giant case of blue balls but the first two thirds of this movie is for me is fucking classic i still if this movie's on i'll watch it but it never occurred to me that i never watched the end of the movie like there's no reason to watch the end of the movie it's most of the scene it's incredibly quotable this i you know and i and i get what ryan was saying about the improv comedy and Kevin and I are, are both stand-up comedians, so we have a, an, an angsty relationship with uh, with improv. But this was this was just this whole movie was the whole first two thirds of the movie was done was done so well. And it and if you think about it, it really doesn't even have a plot. Like it's just about this guy living as a horny forty year old virgin and these guys trying. And that would have been that would have been great. But then the last third is like, oh shit, we need to make something happen in this. Like there needs to be a plot. This needs to be a romance romantic comedy which it shouldn't have been it should have just been a straight-up comedy and they should have left it at that but he aptow decided to do what he does and make it 40 minutes too long so for me i mean i could kev went through the scenes pretty pretty thoroughly and said most of what i was going to say anyway which i think is just going to become the trend of us because we've been together for too long um (laughs) but yeah i you know i'll always love the first the first uh first portion of this movie and as a movie you know that's a problem because when you when you can't when you can't stick the landing, uh, it, it it brings into question your ability as a filmmaker and just the film overall. And I, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to fucking just copy Kevin Goatee and say, yeah, it's a six. Amazing! I saw this in the theater, laughed my dick off. Thought this is the best thing. I was saying for a while, it's between this and Borat as the, the best film comedies in two thousands. Oh yeah, easily. And now it's just Borat, and not even close. Because you know was- what? It's funny. I I was a huge when I saw it. I was a huge Van Wilder fan. Uh, I that I, I that was probably the hardest I ever laughed in a movie theater when he shits in the bucket at the end of the movie. And that's just the level of humor that I'm working at. Is I laughed so hard. But then when you see that, that really was like still tying on to like the '90s and '80s college dirty humor. And then you suddenly switch to this new breed of humor, like Ryan pointed out. It, it, there really is a, a noticeable change in where comedies were and where they've gone. Like, I think if you look at Van Wilder and this movie, you can really see what, like, what transpired in comedy. And we're still there. We're still with people trying to recapture 40 year old virgin and they're never going to. So, you know, I think it's, I, I definitely agree that I think it's time to move on. And especially from the improv factor, as Ryan said it as well, because there's no other guiltier party than Apatow. I would say second on the list is motherfucker just blanked on his name. Who did um, 
Anchorman with Farrell. Adam was oh, McKay. 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 McKay, yes. Same group of guys, same. Let's just roll camera. And even Apatow said they, they, don't, they don't yell cut in Apatow films. They let them keep going and going and going until they literally run out of film and yell reload. Same thing. Oh, same thing. Have a script, guys. Have a fucking bones of a script. Amen. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Carell and Keener have nice chemistry that is missing in a lot of romantic comedies, but that relationship is surrounded by a very raunchy yet funny adult comedy. I think Catherine Keener should take that spoon and teacup from uh, Get Out and go to Judd Apatow and go. <laughs> Thank you. Judd Apatow might have been crowned king. Sorry. Judd Apatow might have been crowned the American savior of comedy. No, he is not. But the brutal truth is that he peaked with this, his first major hit. Sadly, so did Steve Carell. So savor this perfect moment that they shared and scripted together. I mean, is that a review from years later? No, that's, <laughs> these are all recent. Kevin, that's a perfect oh, okay. uh, left-handed, backhanded compliment right there. Yeah. Carell, was, look, Carell was great in The Office. He made that, that show what it was. It definitely went on too long, but it, he, Carell managed to stay funny, but he also did do the same character over and over and over again. All right. Appeals equally to the of the no holds barred gross out movies and those looking for something more intelligent. It's hilarious, surprisingly, surprisingly perceptive and even sweet. If it were 20 minutes shorter, it would be that much closer to perfect. All right. 40. Thank you. Just going to say fucking <laughs> son of a bitch. Critics, one star reviews. Critics, one star reviews. Critics. One star reviews. On screen, that takes about one minute in the final consummation. But in the case of 40-Year-Old Virgin, the film, the audience, gets screwed for 90 minutes straight. That's <laughs> it's fair. By the way, I watched the unrated version, which I didn't realize. And I, maybe it was a little longer, but... 17 extra minutes. Is that, was Are you it shitting seven, me? Was it 17 extra? Yeah. I got the, I got the regular cut, so I was spared. God damn. <laughs> Count me among the naysayers. Clever concept degraded by vulgarity. Far too long at just under two hours. Oh, someone must have walked out early. With some funny moments counterbalanced by juvenile use of coarse language and situations. Coarse language. <laughs> First half is flat and unfunny. Second half picks up and ends well. Is this the Polish no. version? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the shittiest person alive. Yeah. <laughs> they watch this revert in reverse. I know this. They watch like like it's like pulp fiction is told in circles. <laughs> it's unvirgined. I guess I I guess I lack the gene that finds gross out humor and comedy applied with a sledgehammer funny. I guess they don't like Gallagher either. My advice is to stay far away from this turkey as possible. It wasn't only I mean the only I mean her throwing up in his face was gross, but that was Pretty much it as far as like the gross out humor goes. It was the, wa- the waxing scene, I guess. You know, some people I find wouldn't gross. Call I wouldn't say that. I gross. wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't either. Yeah, it's just more shock value. By the way, credits credits to Steve Carell for actually getting waxed. Yeah, I mean that's taking one for the team. And he was hairy as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they said it, t- it took him like eight weeks to grow that all back. Oh my that's god, that's fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was annoyed by it and its gross predictability up to and including its banana oiled bromide of an ending. Oh, someone was an organic chemistry major. Now I want to be a film critic. (laughs) Fucking thanks, Bill Nye. Amazon five star reviews. Amazon five star review. It's time for Amazon five star reviews. Five star reviews. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if this would make a great date movie for everyone. I want to date with my ex girlfriend, so we enjoyed it. But if we, if you heard your partner fart, then it would work nicely for you. In the end, I would say buy this movie what? if you love to laugh at crude humor. Stay away if you don't. P.S. I would love to be in an Apatow movie. I say <laughs> to that person, buddy, I hope you like standing on set for four days straight. <laughs> And not move because a million feet of film shot means no days under 14 hours. 
This movie made me laugh a lot. This may be the first movie I have seen that can give single people dating tips. Jesus. <laughs> Who wrote this mystery? The guy with the big poofy top hat from that pickup artist show? Mystery. <laughs> the 40-year-old virgin has got to be one of the most, most funniest comedies that I have ever watched, bar none. The first time I had viewed it, I had tears rolling down my face and my tummy hurt. Both good signs. That could be appendicitis. I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to enjoy a day or evening of adult humor. A plus, 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 plus. Signed, someone who chews their oatmeal with their mouth open. <laughs> Amazon, one-star reviews. Amazon, one-star reviews. I just started watching and could really not take the jokes. Terrible movie. On top of it, I used a digital promotion I had, which was a huge waste, and I am told I cannot receive a refund. Very <laughs> started it against my better judgment and about two minutes into it i turned it off garbage two minutes fucking liar i do i need to hear about someone having sex with the horse please let me tell you if you have not seen freddie got fingered and him eating a cheese sandwich watching the watching a horse get a boner and not laughing i don't want to know who you are (laughs) that film is fucking funny Kevin Israel, cue this one up. I remember laughing really hard in the theater when the movie was released. Needing a laugh, we rented this. It was hard. Three ninety nine down the tubes. <laughs> I feel for. That. I want my four dollars. <laughs> Does not deserve a comment. And yet, mm-hmm. hello, here, we, hypoc- here hello, we are. Hello, hypocrites. <laughs> I was not impressed. Watched it only for my husband's sake. Signed, Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> oh my god. And he still killed me. <laughs> and the waiter. Kevin Israel, did Ryan Haley from Wisecrack gut the sacred cow? Ryan brought the pain on this. He definitely made a made some awesome points. I I got to say for me this this movie holds up. I know you're shaking your head, Ryan. I feel your pain. <laughs> uh just the, the the like I said, the fir- the first two thirds of this movie are, are just so strong and I think they're they're always going to hold up. And it's got some it's got a number of iconic comedy scenes. You gave uh, it a six, Kevin. A I know. I know. I, 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 but, but I, six I is think, a gutting. That's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's close to a gutting. I, 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 Ryan, I am giving you all due respect on this one. You, <laughs> okay, you definitely, sorry, you, sorry, definitely, sorry. You, definitely <laughs> you definitely brought it, but I just, and, and like, look, as a, as a movie, this movie is far from perfect. And it, it's, it's bloated. It's too long. It is self indulgent. It's Judd Aptow. But the but for me, I will always watch the first two thirds of this movie if it's on and it's in within that first hour and twenty five minute whatever it is, I'll watch it just because I I think it has some of my favorite scenes and every literally every scene in those that old Indian guy is fucking hysterical. Literally everything he says in that movie is just just makes me laugh and yeah and yeah so very close but the cow stands in wow. my opinion. I was ready to go to an audience vote on this one, <laughs> but I will say this is a film that's going to gut itself. I mean, boy, ah, I don't know. I'm torn. I want to say yes. I, I, have, I have reasons to say yes. I have reasons to say no. Yes, because it, for all the reasons he said, it's no secret. I mean, this is the, the least of all the evil of Apatow. There are, but there are so many fucking funny parts. Again, you said it an hour and 20 in, you have me full attention. After that, we go off the cliff pretty fucking fast. Yep. Man, I, you say no. I say let's go to an audience vote. Right, let's do the audience vote. We'll do we it. Haven't, we haven't had an audience vote in quite Come some on, time. Come on, baby. Come on, audience. <laughs> Believe in me. It's too long. You know you don't want to watch that too that long, long-ass movie? Fuck that. But you don't have to. You could just watch the, more than the first half and feel I'm satisfied and click. We're talking about the whole cow. This is a grade right. on the whole cow, not just half the cow. All right. <laughs> We'll do it. Audience, the week your episode airs, we will on the th- Thursday airs, we will have an audience poll. So that way the spoilers are, you know, no one spoils anything here. So get ready to see uh, to see what the audience thinks. Oh, I like it. I like yes. it. I like the competition. Drama. This has been a joy, Ryan Haley. Tell us again what you're up to, where we can find you, all that good stuff. You can find me on Fun House. That's where I'm mainly at these days. And on Ryan's Shorts, that's where I'm putting my own shit at. Ryan Shorts. And then sometimes on the Wisecrack channel, on the on these podcasts and stuff. Show me the meaning and the squanch. Word. 
Kevin, you were Israel. awesome, Ryan. Good job. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks Kevin. That was fun. Right, Kevin Israel. How about yourself? What are you up to? KevinIsrael.com for all my dates and as comedy starts to fill up and um, all my social media channels under under Kevin Israel. I'm the only one you're going to find. <laughs> and leave us a leave us a review and a five star rating on your podcast platform of choice because God. We goatee sends me those and I like stop what I'm doing and I just read it and I shed tears of joy because <laughs> you people appreciate it so much and we appreciate you appreciating it. So let's just have a big circle jerk of appreciation and, <laughs> and let's keep it going. So leave us a review and a rating and make our day. And like I said before, subscribe to us on YouTube as well as Kevin for shenanigans. I don't know when this is going to, uh, this is going to air, but football season's coming up and the NFL picks will be as fresh as a daisy. So you'll be on the lookout for those and other shenanigans we're up to. Gutting the sacred cow.com every day for articles, as you've heard. And uh, that's that. Ryan Haley, thanks a ton for coming on, man. Great, great job. We appreciate it. Kevin Israel, it's always a blast, my friend. Always. And we'll see you all next time. Take care. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.